Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Seth Yolorda, and I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this week's message. Our prayer is that it will leave you inspired, encouraged, and challenged as you grow higher in Christ. And I also just want to ask that if this message is a blessing to you, that you would take the time to share it, to send it to a friend, send it to a family member so that they too can be blessed. Again, we thank you for taking the time to listen, and we pray that you are blessed. Uh, Father God, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father, for being our Father, our God, the love of our soul. We thank you for sending your Son, uh, Jesus Christ, the one just like you, the one, the eternal word who became flesh, to live with us, to tabernacle with us, to get involved with us, to be intimately acquainted with us, uh, and to know us, Father, so that we could know you. We ask, Father, that you will inhabit this, this, this pulpit, inhabit your word, inhabit our hearts, inhabit this vessel, Lord, that you, that you uh, have appointed to use for this moment, for this opportunity to, uh, to bring a word to bless your people and to help us uh, as we journey through life here, Father, because we can't make this journey alone, uh, and we certainly need you to make the journey. Uh, and we thank you for your blessings. We ask for the Holy Spirit to take over. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, church. So um, if you will turn with me, if you have your Bibles or your Bible app, whatever you have, your phone, your Bible, whatever we use these days. Um, and I'm going to read in your hearing from the book of Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. Uh, when you have it, say amen. Amen. And, and by, by the way, church, I need you to talk to me when I preach. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm from the South. You know, we, we have talk in church. We, we, we talk back and forth, call and response. Uh, to the word of God. Amen. So Isaiah 53, and uh, I'm going to skip around and read it for verses. Verse 3 he says, he is despised. He, referring to Christ, the Messiah, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted, acquainted with grief. I know that there are some hearts that may be touched with grief in this congregation this morning. And I want you to understand that we have a Savior who is acquainted. He's touched with your grief. Amen. In fact, he grieves with you. Amen. He grieves with you. Glory to God. So he knows how to bring you through that grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Uh, and yet we did esteem him stricken, spitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Did you hear that? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. We are healed. Uh, jump down to verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. And then we're going to jump down now uh, to verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. And verse 11, my focus, 
text for this morning's uh, conversation. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. I want to speak to you in the next few moments on the, the subject of the beautiful struggle. The beautiful struggle. Now, I don't know about you, but I, um, I'm, a, I'm a southern boy. Thank God. <laughs> and um, uh, at, at our family home, we, we, had, a, uh, we had a very, uh, very uh, dynamic and interesting and beautiful home. Uh, and the reason I say that is because we had a big front yard and a big backyard. You know, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty sizable front yard and backyard. Um, and I had opportunity to see up front real close a lot of things going on in nature. We had all kinds of things in our backyard. We had lizards and uh, sometimes frogs and, um, and, 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 and snails and, and you know, all kinds of, of, uh, of you know, creepy, crawly things. Uh, but one of the things that fascinated me most were the monarch butterflies. Now, the butterflies that we, that we, that we would see frequently uh, in our yard, especially during the, uh, the migrations, the great migrations of those butterflies back and forth uh, from Brazil up through North America and back again, um, they seemed to make our yard a, a favorite welcoming spot. So we'd see, we would see hundreds, y'all, hundreds of these monarch butterflies, you know, lighting on our trees and on the flowers. Um, you know, they seem to favor the, uh, the Japanese plum trees. I think the, uh, here in Cali, they're called um, uh, loquats, loquat trees. We had those. Um, and they were just all over the place. And they were big. These were big, huge, like beautiful, like their wings were just like maybe the size of my hand. That's how big these butterflies were. Um, and, 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 and I was just fascinated with them, you know, and um, not, only, not only that, but see, but they, they would leave deposits in our yard. <laughs> but, you know, but thousands of those, those eggs, like eggs. And, um, and I'd watch them. Uh, the eggs would go from one stage and, then, and then, then they would hatch. So you have a bunch of what? Caterpillars, yes, very good, very good. Somebody stayed awake in life science and biology. Um, or uh, what's it, zoology. Um, yeah, caterpillars. And for me, I don't know, I was, this is something about my, I guess, my, my nature. I was a very curious, curious kid. Um, I would spend hours just watching the caterpillars. You know, they're crawling along. You know, sometimes I'd feed them, you know, because like, I knew that they like leaves. So, you know, give them a little leaf for them to munch on. Um, and and, and uh, the caterpillars, I was, I was sort of perplexed and distressed one day because I'd go to my usual spot, my usual windowsill where I, I you know, had a close-up view of, of this one particular caterpillar, and I couldn't find it. I was like, what happened to the caterpillar? And I went and I, and I, I talked to my mommy's, uh, Mama, where's the, where's the caterpillar? 
And she said, oh, she walked over and, oh, it's here. I said, where, mommy? She said, right there. I said, that's not a caterpillar. But the caterpillar, she explained to me, was now in its cocoon. And I said, well, did it die? She said, no, honey, just wait. And so she had me sitting there watching this cocoon. Now, that's, you know, I don't know about you, but when you go from watching this caterpillar that's moving around, and all of a sudden it's in this gray-looking thing, this case or whatever, and nothing's happening, it's pretty boring. But the curiosity in me helped me to stick it out a little longer uh, to see over the course of, I guess must have been days, that this cocoon was beginning to, to, to grow. I said, oh, what's going on there? It was growing and then it's moving. I'm like, oh, look at that. And the next thing you know, it begins to crack. And, the, and what looks like the little piece of a wing begins to emerge. And just like my mama said, after a while, from that cocoon emerges a brand new butterfly. It's amazing for me to see. What is amazing for God to see in you and I is the beautiful struggle that produces worshipers. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Because I'm already hot. I got up here, I was already sweating. All right, you'll have to excuse me. I'm sorry. This is, this is, uh, you know, for, for me, all right, the beautiful struggle. And what you and I have going on in our lives is a process through which God is forming us and molding us and shaping us and building us so that one day we can fly. <laughs> We're going to fly up out of here because of the beautiful struggle. You say, well, what, what, what's, what's this beautiful struggle you're talking about, Pastor? I haven't read that anywhere in the Word of God. Well, of course you have. Thank you, my brother. You have, of course you've read it. It's all through the Bible. Genesis to Revelation is one big compilation of the cosmic beautiful struggle and it's broken down into, into, into the generations of the beautiful struggle with God's people involved. Uh, and it comes down to the very end of time, brothers and sisters. In fact, if time would go on a little bit more, like say, like say another, another millennia or so, we would realize that that there will be books written about us. Because the Bible encapsulates the, 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 the God story involving his creation because we are made in his image and God taking us who were made in his image uh, who then departed from his image because of sin, bringing us back and restoring us through the beautiful struggle into his likeness and into his worshipers. The beautiful struggle. Now, I read, I, read, I read a few verses in Isaiah 53. We read that together uh, where Jesus, this, you know, Isaiah 53, was the prophecy of Jesus' beautiful struggle on our behalf. 
You see, it wasn't just that, 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 that the Father, God the Father and God the Son got together before eternity uh, and had a council and agreed that if man should sin, uh, that, the, that the Son would come and he would die, he would die on the cross for, for, for our sins. It wasn't just that he, would, that, that he would send the Son. It wasn't just that the Son would come and just be, and show up like, you know, like, like, like Superman and, and, and be the hero of the day. Uh, what that involved was a process of unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and he shall be called a wonderful counselor, uh, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. I want you to understand that all of those titles and accolades didn't just, didn't just come, they weren't just bestowed upon Jesus. Jesus earned the right to become our savior, to become our counselor, to become our everlasting father, to become our prince of peace because he accepted the struggle. Now Jesus talks, he, 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 he talks to us. Now, I, I, I don't know about you, but, but, but Jesus talks to me. He talks to all of us. Through his word. And there are lessons there for us to understand this, this, this whole thing about the, the beautiful struggle. Because uh, any child of God who would make it into the kingdom of God must come through great, the Bible says, great tribulation. <laughs> In fact, Jesus told his disciples on one occasion, he said, look, uh, uh, don't you realize that the servant is not greater than the master? If they have done these things to me, what do you think is going to happen to you? So when you're being tested, my brother, my sister, on your job, when you are going through marital troubles, when you're going through parenting issues with your child, when your child is going through their growing pains, both physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually, when all these struggles are going on in your life, rejoice! Because it's all part of God's plan. It's all God of, God, part of God's process. The beautiful struggle. Because what the struggle produces in the end is the righteousness of Christ. Is the image of God reproduced fully in us. It, it, it's, it's, it's your worship being perfected. You see, now one thing I, I learned about the caterpillar is that caterpillars love everything. They love to crawl. Those little legs, you see those little legs just you know, dancing on the twigs and on the branches of the leaves of the trees. They love to eat. They, they, let me tell you, enough caterpillars, caterpillars get, a, get a, a, a together in your yard and they can do some damage. Seen that firsthand. They love to eat. They love to grow. <laughs> All right. They love the sun. But one thing about the caterpillars that, that, that I, I realize is that all those things that the caterpillar enjoys, all those things change when they go into the cocoon. You see, because a caterpillar has to learn how to keep doing the things that, 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 that sustain life in the dark. That spoke to somebody here. They had to learn 
how to do the things that are essential to life and to growth in life and success in life, they had to learn those lessons in the dark. And beloved, I, I, I wish it could be some other way. You know, if, if perhaps if I were God, it would be different. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd have a shortcut process of a fast track, if you will, where you, can go from, where you can go from a baby in Christ to fully mature in Christ and ready for heaven. But it's not, that's not how, how, how this works. It's not, that's not how God set it up. That's not, that's, not, that's not his plan. God's plan in order to perfect us and mature us in Christ is we have to go through some hard lessons. Touch your neighbor and say, lessons come hard. And some of us are slow learners. <laughs> life, life lessons, life lessons come hard. See, because some things, some things just don't come readily to us. And I'm one of those, I'm one of those, I confess right now, I am one of those that's hard-headed. I don't know if there's anybody else like here like like that, but but I'm stubborn, and I, I could be I could be I could be my wife can tell you uh, I I could be pretty stubborn and 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 thick-headed sometimes. You see, and that's the material that God has to work with. <laughs> some of those lessons come hard. Some lessons we can only get in the dark, in the cocoon. All right. But the whole, the whole idea is this, is that when you're in the cocoon, when you're in the dark, and you're alone in that cocoon, alone in the dark, don't lose sight of growth. Don't lose sight of life. Don't lose sight of the light who is Jesus Christ. Keep your focus on the light and keep struggling. Keep praying. Keep praising. Keep Worshiping, keep serving, keep inviting, keep seeking the Lord. Because without those things, all those things that I just listed and mentioned, without those things, that cocoon can become a coffin. Can I, can I, can I, can I make a confession here for, for me and somebody else who's in a similar situation? Uh, sometimes, sometimes we fall into a trap. When we're in that cocoon, sometimes we fall into the trap of complaining. I think I got some honest saints here. You can put your hands up if you want to. The rest of y'all can just lie on the Sabbath. But I, To, 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 to complain about the process, to complain about our difficulties and challenges. You know what? All the complaining does, it makes them worse. It doesn't help our faith. It doesn't help our development. It doesn't help our growth. It doesn't help our struggle. You know, because after a while, our challenges and problems will you know, seem overwhelming and, 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 and we begin to get, you know, get discouraged and begin to lose hope and we begin to lose our trust and our confidence in God uh, and we begin sniping and dividing, devouring one another. We keep, keep dividing and, 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 and falling out when the opposite can be happening if we just Stick to the basics. What are the basics? The basics are God is good all the time. 
All the time, God is good. The basics are if I ask God for what I need in prayer, he without fail will give me what I need when I need it right on time, not a minute too early and not a minute too late. The basics are if I just trust him, he will help me. If I just put my confidence in him, he won't let me down. Uh, if I just trust God through this process, what may look to me like a defeat, God will turn my L's into victories. He'll turn my losses into lessons. He'll turn my trials into triumphs. He'll turn my, turn my tests into testimonies. But we got to trust him in the cocoon. Trust him in the dark. What's the dark for the Christian? The dark is when we, you know, no matter what we do, we worship, we praise, we pray, we serve, we do those things that we know, you know, are part of Christian living, but we, but we don't hear from God. And beloved, trust me, there are periods in your Christian journey. If you haven't already experienced it, you will, shortly, you will experience it. You will experience it where God is simply silent. Um, uh, uh, there's, there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's a, a, a classic book, a Christian, one of those Christian classics um, by, by, I believe it was a, 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 a Benedictine monk or somebody like that, uh, by, uh, his name was St. John of the Cross, and, it, and, the, and the, the work is entitled, The Dark Night of the Soul. Now, I've read snippets. I haven't read the whole thing because it's very, it's, very, it's very large, very you know, voluminous book. But the dark night of the soul is described as something where basically no matter what you pull out of your Christian hat, you know, prayer, fasting, prayer conferences, uh, uh, Bible podcasts, um, uh, uh, you know, Bible stu group Bible study and, and, and all these things, no matter what you pull out of your Christian hat to try and help you through a crisis or a trial, it, it, it seems like nothing works. No matter how much you pray about the situation, no matter how much you, you, uh, you, you get involved in trying to, uh, to, to work out a solution, none of it seems to work. And it seems as if God has turned his back on you. But do you realize that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ went through the same thing You don't have to believe me. Don't take my word for it. I don't want you to take my word for it. Let's take God's word for it. Let's turn um, over here to Matthew, the gospel of Matthew. See, we're going, we're going to the cocoon now. Going to the cocoon. Matthew, the 26th chapter. Beginning at the 37th verse. It says there, and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. 
Now, if there's one word that's not synonymous with the name of Jesus, it's the word sorrow. See, you know, we, 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 we don't associate that name of Jesus with sorrow. You know, what, what's, what's one of what's, so those, 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 those Bible songs that we, that we teach our kids? I think we still teach our kids. I don't know if we teach them or not. I don't know. But uh, for some of those songs, you know, uh, Jesus gives you joy. J-O-Y, joy. Jesus gives us joy in the Holy Ghost. We focus on the joy without realizing that in order to give us the joy, Jesus passed through deep sorrow. Verse 38, then saith he unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Just be, y'all just, look, I'm not asking y'all to give me a Bible study. I'm not asking y'all to give me a grief counseling session. I'm not asking you to do anything special. I just need y'all to sit and watch with me and pray with me and pray for me. My, 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 my three homies, James and Peter and John, please, you know, man, help. Hold me up, man. Support me through this, this moment. I, I can't explain the sorrow and the, and the grief and the, and the pain I'm experiencing right now, but I just need you just to be with me and sit with me for a while in this thing. Then it says in verse 39, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass. From me. See, one of the characteristics of the dark, of the, the dark night of the soul, one of the characteristics of your, of your beautiful struggle is that you will reach a point, you and I will reach a point where we simply want to give up. I, I, look, I don't know if you've, you've experienced it. I don't know if you've been there. Um, um, but, but, but if you haven't been there, you stick, you, you stick with Jesus, you, you, will, you will get to a place in your Christian experience where, you know, some, some trial, some test will come upon you uh, and, and you will say to God, God, please take this thing away. You may be saying that right now about your job. You may, you may be saying that about, about, about some, some relationship issue. You may be saying that about, well, I don't know what else to do you know, with my marriage. I, God, God just. But I hope you don't, I, you don't miss what we just read. Jesus said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Jesus almost quit. I know it's too heavy for y'all. You know, okay, you know, all right. Let's lighten up a little bit, right? Uh, no. Because the place where you are, if, we, if we're honest with ourselves, and if we can be honest for just five seconds in this place, the place where you are right now, you want to give up. You want to quit. It ain't working. God, I don't know how much more I can take. But hear now the next words of Jesus. 
Nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. See, the, the, the beautiful struggle is this. That God so works in our lives that no matter what he allows into our life, no matter what comes upon us, no matter what life throws at us, we will simply say, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. It may not be working out right now, God. Not my will, but thy will be done. I may not be able to see out of this dark cocoon, not my will, but thy will be done. I may not know how long this trial is going to last, and I may not be too sure about, how, uh, about whether or not I can outlast this trial. Not my will, but thy will be done. It's like Job said, though you slay me, yet will I trust him. Can you trust him when you can't trace him? Can you trust him when you got more month than you have money? Can you trust him when your kids are, are, are gone astray and they, they're, they're running as far away from the church as they can? Can you trust him? Yeah. Note with me that Jesus didn't just pray one time. He prayed three times. The struggle was real. Oh, my father, this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it. Thy will be done. See, it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter how long you've been facing your trial. The question becomes not how long you've been in your trial. The question becomes, are you facing your trial? Are you accepting the beautiful struggle? Uh, a, a, good, a good friend of mine, she passed years ago, um, Senator Georgia Powers, uh, the first African-American uh, woman to be elected to, to, be elected, uh, to, the, uh, to any state legislature in the South. She was a, a, a representative, uh, a state senator for the state of Kentucky. She told me, she, she dropped some words on me um, early in ministry, you know, in, in my ministry at that particular church. She said, to, she said to me, Pastor, struggle is the evidence that we have not yet been conquered. Keep fighting. Keep struggling. If, 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 if finances are your challenges, challenge, keep struggling. If your marriage is your challenge, keep struggling. Keep fighting. Don't stop fighting. Don't quit. Don't give up. No matter how dark the night may get, it's always darkest before the dawning of the morning. Your breakthrough is coming. And nobody hear that a lot. Oh, your, your breakthrough's on the way, your breakthrough's on the way. Actually, yes, it is on the way. Just you don't break before your breakthrough breaks. 
All right, I know I've got to wrap this up. I know I've got to wrap this up. The beautiful struggle. So there was a, uh, a naturist, nature guy, uh, sort of like brother man. How many of y'all know about brother man? All right, I got a few. I got a couple. <laughs> brother nature. Brother nature. Yeah, brother nature. Yeah, wrong, 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 uh, wrong guy. Yeah, brother nature. So he loved, he loved this, this, this guy. He loved, he loved nature. So um, he was out for a stroll through the woods, and he noticed, you know, he noticed a cocoon. And uh, he, saw the, he saw that this, uh, this, uh, this moth was struggling to get out of the cocoon. Uh, so he, he took pity on the, uh, on the, uh, the moth and said, well, let me help it out. So he had one of those little, uh, little pocket knives, knives, and, and he, he just put a, just the tiniest, smallest slit in the cocoon to help the moth out. Y'all see y'all shaking y'all's head. Y'all know what's next. So he did that. And the moth indeed, with ease, came out of the cocoon. But he watched it for a while. And he noticed, first off, the, the thing that he noticed was that its, its, its wings didn't seem to be strong. And, and the, 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 the colorations weren't there. It was just, you know, just sort of a, a, sort of a palish-looking color. And, 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 and then he realized, that, hey, you know what? This moth is not going to fly. It's not going to fly. And then he realized his mistake. A mistake he made is that he took away the moth struggle. He took away the moth's struggle. And that ended the moth. Because by taking away the moth's struggle, it couldn't, first of all, push up against that cocoon and build musculature strong enough in its emerging wings to break through the cocoon. The strength developed in a cocoon Struggling in the cocoon, somebody's going to get this, the strength gained from struggling in the cocoon would give the moth strength enough in its wings to fly. The struggle in the cocoon would give, the, the, would, give would, 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 would force blood into those wings. Uh, hence, when the, when, the blood, when the blood enters into the wings... The, the, the blood would, would supply the wings with strength and color and beauty so that when it came out, it wouldn't be this palest, this palest uh, sort of death-looking color. It would be vibrant and alive. So if you're with me, let's learn how to pray. Lord, don't take away my struggle. I know I've been asking you, and I, no, don't, don't listen to me. 
don't just forget it because I'm, I'm, I'm talking out of my head. I, you know, just charge that one to my head, not to my heart. Don't take away my struggle. But help me to persevere through my struggle so I can learn to lean and depend on you more. So I can learn, really learn how to pray. So I can learn how to humble myself. So I can learn how to seek you. So I can learn how to worship you in the dark. And serve you under duress and adverse circumstances. So that when the morning light appears, uh, everybody will be able to see your glory manifested in my struggle. They will see uh, that I, was, I am not who I used to be. They'll see that my talk is different. They'll see that my walk is different. They'll see that I'm not, I'm not just a, 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 a servant anymore. I'm a child of the king. All because, beloved, of the beautiful struggle. Struggle is the evidence that we have not yet been conquered. <laughs> and this is the word that, 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 that the Lord gave me. And I'm going to give it to you to drop in your spirit as I close. First John 5 verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God. <laughs> whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. That overcomes the world, even our faith. Mm. Yeah. What shall separate us from the love of God? Not death, not sword, not famine, not peril, not pestilence, not gossipy, backbiting, so called friends. Not frenemies, none of these things. Nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. More than a conqueror. Hallelujah. More than a conqueror through Him who loved us. Touch the neighbor, say, Neighbor, you're looking at a conqueror today. I'm looking at a conqueror today because I'm more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. God loves us in our struggle and loves us through our struggle. Hallelujah. Father God, I'm praying, we're praying. Not our limited, finite, wrong-headed will, but your will be done. Lord, help us to trust you through the dark night of the soul. Help us to trust you, Lord, when life brings us into that cocoon. You know the cocoon we're talking about. It's referred to in many different ways in the Bible. One of the ways it's referred to as, as the refiner's fire. <laughs> and God you don't refine 
junk. You refine treasure. You, 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 of necessity, Lord, you allow the flames of the fire to be heated up hotter. In the instance of the Hebrew boys, the, the furnace was heated seven times hotter. Harder, Lord, to burn off the impurities of our faith. Harder to burn off our unchristlikeness. Harder to burn off the selfishness. Harder to burn off the distrust. Harder to burn off the uh, the uh, the 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 uh, distemper and 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 all those things that are unlike Jesus. Harder to burn it all off, so that when you bring us forth, we are as pure gold. Lord, we need you. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. I know sometimes we, we, we cry tears into our pillows at night. I know sometimes we don't want to get up out of the bed in the morning. But we need you, Jesus. We need you to help us walk with you. We don't have to worry about you walking with us. You walk through with us. You're with us through all of this. You're with us in the cocoon. You're with us in the dark. You're with us when we're alone. You're with us when we're perplexed and distressed. You're with us. And you say, fear not. I am here. But Father, our concern, our, our, our prayer is that, Lord, you will help us to walk with you. That you'll help us to trust you. Help us to trust your process. Help us to enter in and um, embrace the beautiful struggle because we will just as, 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 as our Lord and Savior Jesus did we will see the travail of our souls <laughs> and we will be satisfied translation it will be worth it all it will be worth all of the trouble <laughs> it will be worth all of the pain and on our way, on our, on our way out of the cocoon, God, strengthen our faith, strengthen our hope, increase our joy. Lord, deepen our worship so that, Lord, we don't have to have a, uh, a, a good time or good circumstances to worship you, Father. We worship you under any and every circumstance because, as the psalmist says, as long as there's breath within me, I'm going to worship you, God. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to magnify your name. I'm going to praise you, God. Hasten the day, Lord. Hasten the day. When you bring us forth this pure gold, hasten the day, Father, that, 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 that when you, you have finished and completed your work in us, that you finally come back to claim us as your own because you say, oh, look, look, I see myself. I see myself. I see myself in you. 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 Thank you, God, for your word, for your spirit, the Holy Spirit, who gives us life and renews our spiritual selves, our spiritual life every day. More of your spirit, Lord, less of me. All of your spirit, Lord, none of me. Let Jesus increase, let us decrease. 
We ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen.